My name is Tim Daniel, and welcome, 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 welcome to a fantastic episode of Late Night Reds here on the Riverfront Live with you fantastic, lovely people celebrating a 5-2 and two week with a three-game sweep over the Chicago Cubs. Joining me this week, my really good friend, this guy started as an intern of mine has now worked himself all the way up to being a social media manager on the Basketball Network. Give some love to my my pal. Joining us for the first time here on the Late Night Reds. Everyone say hey to Parker Fields. How are you, pal? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, Tim. How excited are you right now with this team? Uh, extremely excited. Just to see a sweep this weekend, also over our rival, the Cubs, felt good, obviously. But like just seeing the uh, progression throughout the season early on has been really nice to see. And then you look in the farm system and now you got Ellie De La Cruz as the number one prospect in baseball. And it's just a lot to be excited about right now for Reds fans. What up, Sydney? Sydney in the chat. What's up? Love it. Love it. Um, man. Yeah. Really, really fun. So let's get straight to the talking. Let's talk about the week in the review, a five and two week against the Cardinals and the Cubs. Um, you know, Monday, the really fun game where Senzel gets a sack fly off Helsley. Tuesday, you have a really good game. Uh, you just lose 8-5. to five. Ashcraft kind of struggles, but McLean gets off his first homer. Uh, Wednesday, Spencer Steer goes 4-5, for five and McLean homers again. That was the infamous ball popping out of the, the glove and going over the wall. That was awesome. Um, Thursday was a really good, really, really good pitching matchup. Uh, just kind of didn't go their way, obviously. A 2-1 loss uh, with the first run runs not being scored till the eighth inning. Uh, till, I'm sorry, to the ninth inning for the Cardinals. Friday, Hunter Green's dominant. We'll get into that here in a second with Spencer shooting three more hits. Uh, Jonathan India yesterday, primetime against the Cubbies on Saturday night on Fox. Two bombs and a bull, the bullpen holds up. And we're going to talk about Alexis Diaz. We haven't talked about him enough this year later in the show as well. And today, an 8-5 win. Matt McClain with four more hits, Spencer Steer with another homer, and Alexis Diaz with his 12th save of the season. We're going to talk about all these guys throughout the show, but man, a five and two week where everything kind of goes their way, uh, you know, especially this sweep of the Cubs that was really needed. Um, the momentum that this team has going for them right now, Parker, I really only have one thing to say about it. That's right, baby. Keep it rolling. Keep on rolling, rolling, rolling. It's just kidding. Keep, keep hitting these dubs. I'm loving it right now. Yeah, I am too. Like, let's talk about now. The Hunter Green start Friday was just remarkable. I was watching that game and I was like, this guy, like, if he can learn how to keep his pitch count down a little bit and quit getting into these seven and eight pitch at bat, it's, he's going to be the best pitcher in baseball. Like, I fully believe that. If he can learn a little bit, how to not because he had another no hitter. He had another no hitter, but he can only go six innings because he threw what 112 pitches or something like that. Because he had like 86 through four. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, yeah. That's what it's Which like. In fact, it's he like, went two after that. It's really impressive. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like if he can learn how to keep that down a little bit, like I have no doubt this guy's going to be one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball because his stuff is just filthy. I mean, you see 11 strikeouts. He had 11 through five as well. He didn't get a strikeout in the six. So. That start was extremely impressive from Green. 
Uh, Sydney, I certainly hope Hunter Green is the Cy Young Award winner. I think he's trajecting towards having that in his career for sure. So he's fourth in the National League in strikeouts right now at 80. Um, and I think what's the, the best about thing about Hunter Green, so if you look at that Yankees start on Sunday uh, last week, you know, was really good. Probably was left in an inning too long was kind of the conversation we had last week. But, you know, overall, very happy with how he pitched. You have this. And I said Thursday I was a guest on the Riverfront, which you can check that out on this feed if you're listening or check it on our YouTube channel. We did a really fun baseball draft, but that's another topic. Um, but, you know, I was wondering if he's the guy that kind of needs like till June to get going. Um, but, you know, like, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe these last two starts are what has him rolling. I mean, he's got to start Wednesday. I mean, Thursday at Fenway Park. He's matched up against Chris Sale, who, you know, as he was growing up, was one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, you know, he's going to be jazzed for that outing at Fenway Park. Um, I, I'm i really excited. Um, you know, you mentioned, you're right, you're right. Um, you know, he has a lot of these seven, eight pitch at-bats. He has a lot of these 80 through four kind of games. But that's just maturation, man. You know, I think that's just going to come with time. Uh, he's 23, you know, and like when he locates his fastball, he's just such a different pitcher. And you saw that in the Cubs outing. You saw that in the Yankees outing. Uh, things are starting to look pretty good the way of Hunter Green. Yeah, I agree with you 100% here. I think Green has been extremely impressive uh, as of late. Each start, it seems like he's getting better and better. And I do really do feel like he's getting more control from his fastball, his change of everything. Like he's just having more control out there when he's pitching. He's not having as many walks as he was. Yeah. He's not having as many of those seven, eight pitch at bats as much, as much anymore. He still has them, which is leading to, you know, higher pitch counts and stuff. But I feel like earlier on the season, there was a lot of 80 through three starts. There was a few of those 80 yeah. through three innings and he's out by the fourth inning just because his arm's going to fall off if he goes on anymore. Yeah. I didn't have the slide, but I think we should shout out this last week. Uh, starting pitching was really, really good. Uh, if you start with uh, Brandon Williamson, against the Cardinals. Ben Lively has a really good game against the Cardinals. Graham Ashcraft today battled. You know, he only went five, but he was really good. Um, you know, I know Brandon Williamson didn't have the best game yesterday against the Cubs. He was due for a bad start, uh, especially with that only being his third big league start. Um, we talked just talked about Hunter. Starting pitching was really good this week. Luke Weaver in that Cardinals game on Thursday was really good. Um, that's the lift they really needed for this bullpen because this bullpen had been throwing a lot of innings. The bullpen's been good, you know, for throughout the season, I mean, you know, middle of the pack and as far as bullpen ERA. Uh, but what the Reds were able to get from their starters this week was huge. And it showed in a week like this where they went five of seven. Yeah, 100%. Given that bullpen arrest and the starters going deep six, five, six, seven innings in each game is really impressive and helps out the bullpen a ton, like you said, because that bullpen needs some rest. They were going five, six innings themselves a game for a little bit. And they definitely need a rest there, and that's good to give them a break. Um, the starting pitching definitely was excellent this week, and uh, it's really just nice to see because this whole team, we know the top three guys, of course, the top three young studs we have pitching, and it's nice to see Luke Weaver have a start like that, somebody who's not one of those top three studs perform well, and uh, that's a good sign to see. Yeah, um, we got a question Thursday uh, during the River I want to ask you about and get your thoughts so Ben Lively has been brought up and like his story is awesome. You know, mm -hmm. a guy who's out of the big leagues for four years, didn't think he was going to pitch anymore. Gets an invite to spring training, 
has some, has some guys get injured, obviously, and gets to kind of take advantage of that with, you know, Dick Lodolo going down um, and jumps like a lot of, you know, a lot of spots in the, in the, in the, uh, the organization is the word I'm looking for. Um, do you think that Ben Lively has the potential to contribute to this team for a little while? Do you think this is a flash in the pan? I mean, it's fun to watch because he's not out there throwing a hundred. You know, he's getting by with like some nasty breaking stuff. Um, he's got a nice sinker. I think that's what he's throwing mostly. Um, someone can correct me on that who knows more about pitching than I do. But um, this has been like, it's been a lot of fun to watch. I'm not a thousand percent certain. I think he's going to be here a long time by any means. But I do think that there is ways he can contribute further than just being, you know, the fourth or fifth starter once all these guys come back with how he's throwing the ball. Yeah, and even you could throw him in a long relief role or a middle relief role for sure. Like, same same thing kind of what has Justin done as I see him being a reliever. Ben Lively could definitely uh, fill into a reliever spot when everybody gets back and everything like that. But, I mean, like you said, a story. He's got a 2.65 ERA right now. So, like, he's been awesome. Yeah. Do I think that number is going to skyrocket at some point? Yes. <laughs> I, I Might do. be Tuesday. But if it doesn't, then – I'll be happy. I'll, I'll feel great if he, if he, if he, I think he has to do it for like two or three more starts. Like if he gets two or three more starts and still is doing this, then it's a conversation to be had. Maybe, maybe this guy doesn't need to go to the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. Um, Brandon asked over under for Ellie De La Cruz MVPs four and a half. I'm going to go to this slight under um, because I don't know how many guys have won more than four MVPs in baseball. Barry Bonds. Yeah, Trout has three, right? Trout has three. Um, I'm trying to think who else has more Perfect. than – I think it's just Barry Bonds has more than four and a half. Seriously. Yeah, Unless like I Babe did. Ruth or something that I'm missing there. But like – I looked today at Mookie Betts' baseball reference page, and I was like, wait a minute. He only has one MVP? You thought he had more than that? I did. I did because he's been sick for so yeah, long. Yeah, he has. He has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think Roddy Acuna – was on the Red more... Sox, right? It was before he was on the Dodgers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Before. He's got two world championships, too. He's got one with the Red Sox, one with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ronald Acuna might have already won National League MVP this year. I think yeah. he already has it in the back. That's going to be Acuna's award to lose, obviously. But, um, yeah, four and a half. We're talking about being the GOAT of baseball if he wins five MVPs. Seriously. I do think, like, we talk. I talk about this every week. Um and let's get into it now. We'll just kind of get to the conversation where we talk about some highlights, some of the rest of the guys' performances. Uh, Sydney's also in the chat doing a really great job showing off. So Ben Lively is using his four-seamer the most at nearly 31%, and then using his sinker at 22% as his second-highest pitch. Uh, so the four-seam sinker mix, you don't see that a lot, actually. So that is something no. that's pretty cool. Normally, if you're a sinker baller, that's all you're throwing as your fastball, pretty much. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, like... I guess if you like look at the MLB the show pitching tra- uh, pitching tree, the sink the four seamer would be the X, the sinker would be the circle, maybe a little bit of a change up as your triangle pitch. <laughs> oh wait, they went they expanded the Xbox as well. Um, they did. I forgot about that actually. Yeah, I did, but that's another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's the sliders at twenty six point seven percent. So the sliders actually the second high, uh, highest used pitch. So you know that's a nice uh, nice mix up uh, of different 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 pitches there. So. Yeah, I want to see him keep going. I'm really, really excited to see how he matches up against the Red Sox this week because the Red Sox, I know they've played up and down baseball through the year. I mean, that's a really good lineup. Guys like Rafael Devers, Yoshida, uh, they're you know they're a good ball club. Obviously, that's a very hitter friendly ball, a line drive friendly ballpark. 
Um, so, you know, I'm really, really excited to see how he does there. Um, look, Ellie de la Cruz is this is the story, right? I mean, that's, that's the, the conversation right now is when, when will he be on the big league roster? And we talked about this again on the, on the riverfront, don't mean to keep referencing, but you know, it's a conversation we have every week. The conversation is going to be, when do you see Ellie de la Cruz in Cincinnati? And I get it. And I totally think he's going to force their hand. I think they're not going to have a choice at some point, but to bring him up, you look at what he's doing right now, the way he's hitting homers. um, You know, they were like, well, before he goes to the big leagues, we need to see him focus more on walking and not striking out. And then he turned into Barry switch hitting Barry bonds. And then I'll walk all the time. I don't care. Um, Today he hits like a line drive single and Cardassian strand comes up and hits a bomb right after him. So, you know, it's fun. Um, I really do think, you know, what Brandon said, uh, I know it's sat, I know it's uh joke. He's goofing around, but um, I do think Elliot of the crew ceiling is best player in baseball. I think that, you know, he's become so good defensively, even with the shift rules, he's still covering balls that are going to second base as a shortstop. Um, you know, he has the ability to play third. He has the ability to where, yeah, to be, you know, play multiple positions but i think he's going to be their shortstop because he told them i'm a shortstop don't put me anywhere else i'll play other places but shortstop is primary um i i wouldn't be shocked if he's up if he keeps this up i would not be shocked if he's up around the all-star break yeah neither would i and honestly it tells you that they that he isn't up yet Barry Bonds wears Ellie De La Cruz pajamas. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, him Shout not being Brandon. up yet honestly tells you, like, they don't want – they're trying to push it off, like, almost towards the end of this year to next year. But I think, like you said, he's forcing their hand. He's so good. It's like you got to bring him up at some point because he's dominating the minor leagues. He's too good for AAA right now. That and then Strand is another one where it's like um, – and we're going to get to this later, obviously talking about like where we feel like what they can do with this season. Um, mm-hmm. I know the big question right now about the major league lineup is like, well, you know, there's no more pop. There's no pop in the lineup right now. Um, we'll talk about Spencer Steer in a second. He's had a really good week with the bat. Um, but I don't think the Reds are like freaking out about power right now because of Ellie, because of Strand and, you know, every, everyone's belief is Joey Votto is going to be back on the big league roster this year at some point. Um, so I don't think they're necessarily freaking out about power. I think they would probably like to have an additional power bat, but then who do you get rid of? Because Jake Fraley has been so good in his role as a, as a, you know, what he's platooning, you know, Nick Senzel's probably the op, potentially the odd now, but he's got to the point where he's showing that he deserves to be on this team. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of questions there as well, but I don't know. I mean, I think that they're like kind of okay with that. Uh, Mr. Juan says he feels like they're trying to sign Ellie De La Cruz to a Corbin Carroll-like contract, and I don't want to call him up until then. If they give him the Corbin Carroll deal, I'm all in. So yeah. he says, don't forget about power hitter Will Myers. Oh, boy. <laughs> that has been the biggest disappointment. I thought he would be so good. I thought he was going to park. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the classic, like, um, Brandon, Brandon Drury. Drury, Adam yeah. Duvall, like you sign him, you, you know, you get your use out of him, then ship him off. <laughs> I thought that's what was going to happen. And he's been awful. He's been a moose stockist. Yeah. He has <laughs> been. Um, 
you know, and I know he's he's out right now with some kidney stones. I hear I've never had them. I hear they're miserable. So I hope for the best. But yeah, it's uh, oh my Mac just got the notice that I needed to put it to the church. So that's good news to do <laughs> right during a show. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been rough. Yeah, Joseph, you're right. TJ Friedel, super fun today. Comes off the bench and gets two hits. You know, like has that big pinch hit, pinch hit RBI, uh, and then gets a single right after that. Moves to center field. Last night was really cool. Did you did you catch the game last night? Yeah. So that ball, he acted like he lost it. Mm-hmm. That was that was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon Tyler Stevenson. I I agree, but he's looked he looked really comfortable this week. Uh, he looked very very comfortable this week in the bat, and I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a big. Can't bring up Ellie De La Cruz or Christian Encarnacion straight until they move the Toyota science back. I love that. I love that. They're going to have to. That thing's going to have to be at the Heritage Bank Center, like right in front of the gate, um, because those dudes are going to crash. Sydney brings up a good point about Stuart Fairchild. Another guy who's played really well this week. Um, I don't know what his future is with the team, but he's played really, really well. Um, a lot of fun dudes on this team for sure. And let's go ahead and talk about Spencer Steer because what a week this guy had. Uh, 406 batting average this week, two homers, seven RBI, nine runs scored, a triple, a walk. Uh, had a d- more additional uh, extra base hits. He had, I think he had a couple doubles. But I think Parker, what's really jumped out to be the most about him, obviously the, the batting's been great, but that's what they knew they were getting when they traded for him in the Tyler Malley deal. Much better first baseman than I thought he'd be defensively. I thought it was like something where it's like, okay, yeah, we'll put him there until one of these guys is back and we'll see yeah. how it goes. And it's been like really good. So that out that they had today where Senzel has to throw uh, off offline and he's like reaches. It ha- still manages to have his foot on the bag as he catches it. Uh, the Cubs review it. And he still held on and was, it was so impressive. I think that I thought he was going to be a good hitter. I did not think he'd be this good of a hitter Um, Mm -hmm. for this. You know, he's got seven homers, which is a team lead. Again, they're not a team that hits a lot of homers. I kind of enjoy how they play. Actually, they get them on, get them over, get them in play. Don't Mm -hmm. be wrong. I love home runs, but um, Spencer Steer been a great surprise. My guy, Aram Layton did his top 15 rookies in the the majors this week on uh, just baseball and did not have Spencer Steer listed, which was really fascinating considering he has an 837 OPS. Yeah, I know. Not even going to be listed in the top 15. Uh, obviously, by far above average hitter based off of OPS, OPS Plus, everything like that. That is interesting, and I don't know why he wouldn't be on there. That's kind of weird. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just so like crazy because, you know, he's been really, like, I hate the term clutch. This guy's so clutch. This, 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 <laughs> but, like, the dude has kind of came through when they needed it the most. Uh, he's been been awesome. Um Leads rookies and extra base hits, Sydney said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and like Sydney's like, you know, the place he makes at first base where it's like a guy, it's like, are you sure you just learned to play this? Like, is this something where you're bullshitting us and you played this in high school or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's done really, really well. And, I, you know, I think that – I don't say this lightly – I think Spencer Steer has the potential to be an everyday cleanup hitter in the big leagues. I think he has the potential, especially in this lineup with all these guys they have coming up with the guys they have right now who are going to be part of the future. 
Spencer Steer has everything it takes to be the three or four hitter on this on this team when they're good again. Yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, good again. I mean, if we have a chance to, you know, do something this year still, I mean, we've been playing a lot better. I know we passed the Cubs in uh, the standings and stuff this week, so that was nice. But um, yeah, like you said, this team's going to be special going forward, though. They got all these guys coming up. It's kind of getting scary how many guys are coming up and everything like that. And then you throw Steer in the lineup, and like you said, he could be a 3-4 hitter on this team, no doubt. I do. I actually kind of like that uh, next Votto comparison by Sydney because Steer kind of does have that, like, he's a patient hitter. He's not going to, you know, chase yeah. much. He is patient in his approach. It's not like he's some – he's never going to be a 40-home run guy or anything like that, but he's going to be that, you know, he could get you 25. He kind of reminds me of Stevenson too, honestly. They have a similar approach at the plate when Stevenson's going well and everything like that. Simple, compact. They're more going for the gaps than they are trying to hit the ball over you. Yeah, and I I, I, I can live with that. Like uh-huh. I said, I can live with get him on, get him over, get him in. I like it a lot. Uh, by the way, I need to make mention, we didn't talk about this in the Cubs series. Uh, the Reds somehow held uh, Ian Happ to 1 of 11 in this uh, series. I saw you post on Twitter today. I was I was like, what? Ian Happ, the, <laughs> Reds, the Reds killer. killer. I was about to say. The former Always Bearcat. dominates the Reds. The former Bearcat by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My least favorite city in the world. Shout out the Pirates today, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Losers. Shout out Gino Suarez helping his old team out today. Yes, sir. Bro, that was a tank. Uh, hey, Eugenio, you see, baby. Did you see that? Uh, before we get to Matt McClain, did you see that thing with Julio Rodriguez, his new promotion? Um, No, I didn't see that. So he's now endorsed by Alaskan Airlines. And anytime he hits a home run, he hits a home run in their home park. Where whatever section it lands in, forty-four fans in that section will get a free flight of their choice. What? <laughs> it's like the coolest marketing of all time. <laughs> what? Yeah. Alaskan Airlines sponsoring Julio Rodriguez. I didn't think I'd hear that, but you know what? I'm for it. Whatever. And he, okay. he had a homer today in the first yeah. day against the Pirates. So 44 people probably just got a free trip to Canada or somewhere. Spain, that, something. Yeah. That's one of my few that's one of my few non-Reds players that I like to follow. Love He's a beast. Love him. Yeah, I have him in my Dynasty Fantasy League. My Dynasty Fantasy Baseball League. I've talked about this on the show before. I played this Dynasty Fantasy Baseball League with a ton, ton of guys who don't look up prospects. There's like one other guy in the league that looks up prospects. So I always get like these guys, like Julio. I got Julio in like the 19th round and no one knew who he was. And I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, one guy I did not get that I wish I did. Matt freaking McLean. Look at Matt, Matt McLean this week, guys. 454 batting average this week. Two homers. Five runs batted in. Three doubles three walks, seven runs scored, and got his first career stolen base today on a pickoff attempt. It wasn't like the pitcher threw to the plate. Like, they tried to th- they pick him off. He had such a good jump and made it to second before the runner from the, the, the first to second. Matt McLean is like... Is he the best player on the roster right now? Right now, I'd say yes. <laughs> I, I feel like you so. have to say yes. The way he's yeah. playing... And honestly, it's been kind of shocking to be honest with you. I've I've been I mean, I thought he was good. I didn't think he was this good. I didn't think he was this good by any means. And the way he's playing right now, he's hitting the 
crap out of the ball right now. He's playing he's amazing. So fast. Fast. Oh God, so fast. Does a little bit of everything. He does it all, really. Yeah, you know, Chris Walsh said it today during the game. He's like, you would think this guy was in the big leagues for 20, I mean, for four years because of how he just kind of goes up there, he approaches everything. Like, but he's been in the big leagues for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's right because, like, the way, like, when the ball hits the ground, he's on short that he attacks it before it gets to the grass is impressive. How fast he is. Has big league at bats. Like, the way he takes pitches and just, like, keeps at bats going, it's it's unreal. It's really, really impressive. And it's not something you, like, you see these young guys all the time who come up who have all the talent in the world, and it takes them a week or two to adjust, right? Like, Julio Rodriguez, his first two weeks in the big leagues were brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, we just talked about him. And then look at him now. Um I'm not saying Matt McLean's Julio Rodriguez by any means. He might be. I don't know. He might be. He might be the shortstop Julio Rodriguez. But uh, he uh, he's really, really good, man. And it's so fun to see. So his baseball savant page doesn't have a ton of detail on it right now. But as far as uh, like um, speed, I think he's in the 93 percentile in Major League Baseball. God. Yeah. Fast, fast. Let me look it up real quick just to make sure that's still accurate because that you know that changes all the time. Uh, next Larkin, I like that. Barry Larkin wanted MVP, so if he's Barry Larkin, he might be better than Barry Larkin. Sucks. I was all about right. to say a, a lot of this. The guys on the you're muted. Oh, okay, can you hear me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We're live, pal. Um, a lot of the guys on this team have the same uh, kind of approach going right now where they're all really patient throughout their at-bats, um, force. Like, a lot of pitchers, there's no way they want to face us right now, even though we're not hitting homers. But you're going to have to go through long at-bats versus our guys. You're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to work through foul pitches. Like, it's going to be annoying to face us. We're like that annoying, scrappy team right now. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I did too. He's uh man, he's he's just he's so fun and so talented. And you know, I think Corbin Carroll's probably already won rookie of the year, but I do think Spencer Steer and Matt McClain are gonna make quite the run at it. Yeah. I would not be shocked come to think of it, the Reds kind of held Ellie off till he couldn't get at bats so he could win rookie of the year next year. Mm-hmm. I honestly would not be shocked if they held it off. But I'd be I'd be cool with that too, so he could get a rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. India won one in twenty one. Uh you get this one here. You know, he probably should have won it last year and didn't, and has been even better this year. Alexis Diaz. Yeah. Oh my God, Alexis Diaz right now. Right one now, his one. whole career, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know all this talk about maybe the Mets should trade for Alexis Diaz. You know, maybe the Reds should have actually gotten Edwin Diaz out of a t- out of a not competing division. Ayo. <laughs> so let's talk about Alexis Diaz this year. I haven't talked about him enough. So I feel like I had to do this um, 20.2 innings this year, 40 strikeouts, a whip under one 0.87, 12 saves last year alone. He only had 10 saves. So he's already eclipsed last season. Who was it? I'm blanking. Who did we have closing games for us last year? Everybody. No. Who was the guy who I'm blanking uh, on his name right now? You know, what I'm talking about, right? I do. He was not good. Somebody in the uh, chat, who was the closer we signed last year that closed the beginning of the year, and he was awful. I can't think of his name. I know the guy. But 
Um, Diaz, like you kind of just like mentioned right over the fact, 40 strikeouts in pretty much 20 innings. That is absurd. Hunter Strickland. Hunter Strickland. Thank Gosh. you. Gosh. But where is Pat tonight? Pat's not hanging out with us tonight. But uh, what's this? Uh, Alexis Diaz, like 40 strikeouts in 20 and in, uh, in two thirds <laughs> innings is insane. Not 20 and two thirds inning, 40 strikeouts. He pitched in the World Baseball Classic too, so it's not yeah. like he like had a lot of downtime. Not none, really. <laughs> yeah, like so it's like all right, cool, man. I'll just keep it going. Um, deep in the World Baseball Classic, I think they got to the semis. Yeah, I believe they did go deep in the World Baseball Classic. I believe yes. they did. So, yeah, forty strikeouts in twenty and two thirds innings. You know, I'm not one who's like big on the quote unquote closer rule, um, but what he's doing. It's so unbelievably impressive that if it's not broke, don't fix it. I do believe he'll be the Reds represent representative in the All-Star game this year. You know, because I think at this point you can't deny it. But I don't know, maybe Nick Senzel's gonna join him because he had another hot week. Nick Senzel, by the way, hitting 470 against left-handed pitching this year. Yeah, he's dominant versus lefties. He struggles a little bit with righties, but lefties, I mean, Senzel's just dominant versus them. And I think we kind of know what Nick Senzel is at this point. I yeah, don't think he's do ever too. gonna grow into his potential or anything however i think he's going to be able to be a great utility guy for this roster moving forward he can play everywhere um he's got a nice bat he clearly has some of the best power on the team this season because <laughs> he has what like four or five homers and he's uh he didn't play from the very start of hey, the season or really anything like that so um i just think he's gonna be a great player going forward for us as a utility guy he's never gonna live up to that number two prospect potential but He's going to be a great player, I think. Brandon asked, do the Reds have more than one all-star? I think right now you can make a case for a few different guys. I think Jonathan India. We can talk about you, this, yeah. You can definitely make a case for Jonathan India at second base. I don't know about starter, but I think he can definitely be in the lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, he could definitely be on the team. Uh, yeah, Alexis Diaz for sure. I'm sure Hunter Green will get I was about to say, I think Green could, if he strings together a really solid next month, you know, gets that ERA in the 3-5 range on the season. Uh, he definitely would have a case because the strikeouts per nine is just ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, he could definitely have a case. Yeah. And, you know, also one of those starts that his like that makes his ERA inflated was in Coors Field. So mm -hmm. everyone has bad starts there. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, if you keep the ball down there, you're amazing. You're Randy freaking Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I think, you know, that's the, you know, other than that start, I think he is in that like three, seven, three, eight area. I think he's only barely above four, though, even on the season now. Yeah, which we'll, I think we'll show that here in the matches for the week. Rake Fraley. City brings up a good point. Could Rake Fraley be an all-star? I think he's a gen glorified platoon guy, but I love him. Yeah, I like Jake Fraley as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good. Um, But, man, yesterday against lefties, whew, did not look very good. But that's yeah, Fraley just can't hit lefties whatsoever. That's his that's only okay. problem. Yeah, it's that's all right. Okay. He just, yeah, he can't hit lefties. It is what it is. If you look at Jesse Winker's stats right now, you'd much rather have Jake Fraley. Trust me, folks. Yeah, I don't uh, know what happened to him. After he left Cincinnati, everything's gone downhill. His slugging last I saw was under 300, and it was like the middle yeah. of the day. I saw that. Uh, uh, Tim, it's 231. He's slugging, slugging 231. Oh, question. Does Jesse Winker get a highlight video Friday? Uh, probably. 
He was here a while, actually. Thinking he started about it. in an all-star game. He was on a playoff team. And he was on, and he was there for what five years in the big league club. Jesse Weaker's getting the thank you highlight video, isn't he? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And now he's he... awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seattle flat out kicked him out, basically. I don't know what happened to him, to be honest with you, Tim. I really don't know what happened to him. He was such a great hitter for us that last year. And even before, he was solid. I genuinely like him. I think he's yeah. a good dude. Um, I thought he was great here. I thought, you know, it seemed like the teammates really liked him. They had that big thing with the Jim Day podcast when he talked about, like, how he grew up and how he matured and how Joey really liked him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Ooh, Joseph Gattaca. What will become of Jose Barrero? Well, Joseph, you know what happens when you talk about him on the show. I'm always worried it's the last time I'm going to be able to play that because I don't know how much longer he'll be on the big league team. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It's just, you know, this weekend was also not a good weekend for him. Um, He had a double, I think, today. Did he? Was it today? He did have a double. He had two hits and a double today. Okay, so today was a good day. I have it pulled up right now. Um, But really, really good defender. I mean, you can't take that away from him. I do appreciate that he's learning the ability to play center field for this team for when they need him. Um, you saw today he was substituted at the end of the game for Will Benson. They moved Friedel from left to center to, for the ninth inning. But I don't know, man. It's just like he's one of those guys that like when he gets a hold of a ball, it looks great. But he doesn't get a hold of the ball enough. He doesn't square it up enough. And I want to believe in him, too. I think there's a lot to like about him. His power, his defensive abilities. Uh, but I uh, I don't see really how he's going to be able to stick on this team. Uh, Sydney asked, will Bennett Sousa get a tribute video? I hope so. I hope so. I will say this about Barrero. He has been better this year. He has Still been not good, but it's been a little bit better. That's about that's what you can take away from him a little bit. He's been a little better. It's not like he's been good. Uh, wouldn't say great, that's for sure, but he's been better. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, I love – Love the defense. I know he struggled for a little bit on defense at the beginning of the year, but once he got that kind of swagger back and, you know, he just unfortunately plays the position that the Reds are deepest at. Yeah. I mean, we have so many shortstops in the farm right now. It's insane. McLean, you got Ellie De La Cruz, (laughs) Pereiro. It just goes on and on. Noel V. Marte. It just keeps going on and on. You know, I, you know, people joke about that. They're like, they have too many shortstops. Like, Shortstops can play anywhere, though. That's usually the best athlete. So it's like I was gonna say, have you seen the Yankees farm system? It's the same. It's thing. all shortstops. Too, it's the yeah. same thing. So yeah, exactly. So looking at Jose Barrera's baseball savant page right now, just kind of get an idea. Um, he is elite in arm strength, but hard hits. He's poor. I mean, he's average. Maximum exit velocity, average. Average extra velocity, average. Barrels, poor. 8% whiff, 9% barrels, 10% in Ks. Oof. I don't know, man. I, I hate to say it. Oh, yeah, Sydney talked about freaking uh, Carlos Jorge. That kid is raking. That yeah. kid's really good. 
Um, I've watched so much minor league baseball this year. It's the most I've ever watched in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, all right. For those of us who are here, we'll talk about this real quick. I love watching these minor league baseball games because you're seeing like the Reds of the future and it's fun. And you're like learning about a lot of the guys. Oh my God. Is it the worst camera per- camera work of all time in sports? Like, do they shoot those games on a GoPro? Yeah, probably. Oh my goodness. And like, it's not their fault. I understand. The 2012 my- GoPro, the first GoPro. Too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, it's not their fault. I'm not blaming anybody, but like, oh my God, like I'll watch a minor league game and it's like, they'll they'll like zoom into like a guy who hits a deep ball into the outfield. And I'm like, Oh, that's gone. And then they show the center fielder just right there. And he catches it. And you're like, what, why, why zoom in? Why, why zoom in on that? Like you really threw off the, the presentation here. Um, it just always like kind of makes me laugh, but yeah, watching Ellie play is a freaking treat. And like that night, Oh God, Sydney, you are not kidding. The Florida state league is the worst. It's the worst. And I hate to say it because I love, I love, 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 like just about every team's jerseys in that league. Uniforms, elite. Camera work, not so much. <laughs> Camera work, not elite. Yeah. Cam Collier, freaking hitting machine, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's a lot of fun to kind of see this. Yeah, like everyone kind of brought through guys in that are like playing really well in the minors in the chat. Uh, Hector Rodriguez has been really good. Like we talked about Carlos Jorge, Acosta. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Barrero is a future swap for another post hype guy, a la Amir Garrett. All right. Colorado calls and they're like, look, man, this isn't working out. We're going to have to get rid of Jermaine Marquez. Do you think the Reds go, Jose Barrero? Yeah. <laughs> they go, click. <laughs> All right, dude. So the theme of the day, the big conversation. Let's look at the central right now. So the Reds now, after this weekend, are 24 and 29. They're four games out. The Brewers, they get a win today against the Giants. They're three games above. The Pirates losing, like we mentioned earlier, to Gino Suarez. They're a game and a half. The Reds are two and a half games out of second place. That other five games over 500. I was listening to Tommy Thrall today. and He said since April 26th, the Reds are the only team in the central that have a winning record. They're three games above 500 since then. Uh, you know, this after this three game set in Boston, they got a four game set with the Brewers Friday through Monday next week. I mean, this week. I think we are at that point where, and one of the things Chris Welsh said on the broadcast today, I really, really appreciated was you don't pick the year you compete, the year picks you. And obviously, with the the whole conversation is going to be, well, the central sucks. And yeah, the central it does. It's not good, but that's all the more reason, right? Um, I understand, you know, this has always been about, look, we got to, you know, wait and see, we got to have all our guys come up. We have this, 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 and this, but especially after last year where this team lost a hundred games and everyone was really upset because, you know, the trade that they made, you know, right after the lockout was over and all the stuff they went through. I think that you're going to, if you go for it, I think if you make a run out, if you make a trade, even if it doesn't work out, if you like bring up all these young guys, if you trade for a back end starter, I think you're at least telling the fan base like, Hey, we think we can do this. You know, they said today, the players are having conversations like, 
we think we can make a run at this. We think we're good enough to win this. And look, hindsight, they're good enough to win this. Yeah, this division is not good by any means. They are certainly, yeah, I mean, one huge week, one, another five and two week like they had this week. And you're looking at everything flips. And look, this schedule coming up after this week, oof, the Dodgers are coming to town in June. You got the Orioles in Baltimore. You've got the Braves coming to town. Like you have a tough, tough June. But I think this team really feels like they can win it. And I think when a guy, look, when Joey comes back, when Strand comes up, when Ellie comes up, when Nick Bladell is healthy, I think they have what it takes. And I go for it. Look, look at our chat right now as we talk about this. You know, Sydney, all we're asking for is going for it. You lose, you lose. But if you made us take a shot at it, you made us believe that you want to win. And like, and I'm not sell the team guy. I'm not going on ever going on shows like, you know, I hate Bob Castellini. I hate the Castellinis, any of this stuff. But I, if you want to win your fan base back, your fan base where everyone's talking about your attendance being so low and everyone's talking about all of these things, um, make a run at it. Try to make a run at it, I should say, more than anything. I think you're going to make people happy. Exactly. I don't know what that means necessarily because I don't know who's all going to be out there. That's going to be available as far as like trading for a back end starter. I don't necessarily think they need a bullpen arm. If they go get one that can help them. Great. You know, because guys like Reaver, Stan Martin, because guys like, you know, Justin Dunn, TJ Antone, who knows what those guys are going to be when they come back, hopefully soon. Um, But I, 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 I believe this team can win it. I believe they can win the Central. If you put their roster up with the other teams above them, I think top to bottom they match up. You know, Brandon, I know the Cubs, the Cardinals have Goldie and they have Arenado, but they're below them, so they don't count here. <laughs> um, but, you know, Christian Yelich isn't Christian Yelich anymore. Um, who do the Pirates have that genuinely scare you now that O'Neill Cruz is out besides Brian Reynolds? He's probably been treated at some point. It doesn't look like he's going to be on the Pirates even after signing that contract. Yeah, no. So, fuck. Make a run at this. Give it a chance. Clean, clear, clear up whatever you need to clear up. Make this a fight. You guys are in it, you know? And look, whether you're 79 and 83 or 84 and 78 and you win the Central, you get a home game. You get two home games. You want to make money. You want to sell tickets. You want to sell the free agents coming up like, hey, this might be the place to play with all these young dudes. Make a run at it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And like you said, this team like is good enough to make a run at the central. Like there's nobody blowing you away in this division. Like they definitely can make a run. And I think they... They need to, like you said, we're not asking them to go out for the top free or not the top, the top trade piece on the market. We're not trying to ask them to do that. Get a back end starter, get some depth, something to show, you know what? We want to win this year. We think we can win this division, do something like that. And like, like they're saying in the chat, the fan base just wants something like that. We just want to see effort to win. Yeah. And look, everyone here is like, I don't want to get rid of prospects. I'm not saying get rid of prospects. I'm not saying get rid of Cam Collier. I'm not saying get rid of Noel V. Marte. I'm not saying get rid of Edwin Arroyo. But, like, some of these teams who have good starting pitchers who are, like, way out of it, maybe you offer one of your lower-end prospect guys that no one's really excited about that you see these deals all the time. Like, look at the Tyler Naquin deal the Reds made last year. 
those guys weren't prospects. There was dying over. Um, Sydney <laughs> saying for Otani. If the Reds get Shohei Otani, uh, I don't care if it's for 40 games. I'm getting every jersey possible. <laughs> um, he's already on my Diamond Dynasty team when we wear this, the City Connects, so that's fine with me. He looks good in it. I'd like to see it in real life as well. Um, but, you know, I do believe that this is a situation where, um, you know, Mr. Juan brings up a good, a good point that, like, Baltimore was at this similar spot last year. And they just kind of held, 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 held that went out and looked, they're having a really good year. And that's very possible. That's very possible. But I want to see, like, I just want to see them take a shot. I want to see after what they put us through last year, after how brutal that season was when that team did not enjoy playing with each other at all. You could see it in the dugout. I just want to see, and I'll never, ever, ever, ever take a team winning the division for granted ever again. I'll never sit. If they won this division at 79 83, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Well, they won it at 79 83. They won the division. They have two playoff home games at the minimum. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for that. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I'm definitely all for that. Like if they do that, I mean, we're going to be happy because we want this team to, you know, win. And like you said, if they're 83 and 79, if they're 82 and 80, they win the division. You're selling a lot of tickets, Castellini family. Yeah. <laughs> you're making a lot of money. You know how attendance is low right now? It won't be if you're in the playoffs, and that's for sure. Because Cincinnati loves baseball. Ooh, what's a Marcus Stroman trade look like, Sydney? She says Stroman in the in – Because the... I think Stroman's a little bit more realistic than Otani. Though, <laughs> you know, just a bit. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz for Otani? Would you, would you do that? Nope. <laughs> you wouldn't? I gotta see. I gotta see uh, him in the big leagues. Yeah, I gotta see Ellie De La Cruz play for the Reds. I just have to see it. Um, would the angel who who hangs up the phone first would be my question. Probably, probably Nick Crawl. You think? Yeah. All right, dumb, dumb Tim thinking out loud spot here, and I know, I know how this is gonna go. There's a guy in Kansas City right now who has found a little bit of his groove back. Uh, you guys might have heard from him. He pitched, you know, he won a World Series. Um, his name's Aroldis Chapman. If Reverse San Martin can't come back, do you call Kansas City? Because they're going to trade him. There's no way he's finishing the season with the Royals. Yeah, no shot. There's no way. Like, yeah. what does the trade look like? I don't know. But would I like to see him in the bullpen this year if they're making a little bit of a run? I just said I know I don't want more bullpen guys. But having one last run at Chapman where maybe he ends his career here might be kind of cool. No, that'd be really cool for sure. He's walking too many guys right now, but he's striking out people again. He's hitting 100 again. Yeah, his ERA is good again. So that's nice to see. Yeah, He is walking too many guys, like you said, but he's definitely been a lot better this season than he was in the last couple seasons. Done for Chapman. (laughs) <laughs> I'd do that. Sean said flat out, nope. Look, I know I'm the minority here, um, but I love Deroldis, and I would just like to see him back. Yeah, I love Deroldis Chapman too. So, <laughs> Oh, man, no one's wanting this. All right. All yeah, right. they like are said, not for they Chapman. They are not feeling this. Okay. Michael Lorenzen, somebody said. Well, the Tigers are in second place. They're playing well. I mean, the, the AL Central is terrible too. Um, so, you know, the Tigers might make a run at the AL Central and they might want to keep those guys. So, yeah. Ah, uh, man. Riley Green looks pretty good, by the way. Good player. Looks real yeah. good. 
Yeah. So the point being, if you can rationally make a move where you can get like, you know, a couple guys, you know, like, like Brandon says, they're legitimately one or two reliable starting pitchers away from competing for the central. Uh, can we please sign Mike Miner? <laughs> Sydney, I will ban you from this chat. I will ban you from this chat. Yeah, from Mike, Miner, Mike Miner came back. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about that. That's a nightmare. No one likes my Chapman idea. I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, part of going for it might just be calling up all the guys who are destroying the miners right now. Um, yeah, because correct me if I'm wrong. O'Neill Cruz is not projected to play the rest of the year, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can never count the Cardinals. Jack Flaherty had a really good game yesterday against Cleveland. If he finds his stretch again, um, Goldie and Arenado, you know, they're obviously huge, huge dudes who can just turn it on at any point. Um, Goldie obviously had a nice game against us one game this week. But, you know, I think if you look at this, I think the players want it. I would just – I just want to feel – Playoff atmosphere at GABP again. We haven't had a GABP playoff game since 2012, folks. I was there. I don't ever want to remember it the rest of my life, but I was there. Think 2013 we played a GABP. No, that was the wild card year. You're right. The wild card. They lost to the Pirates in Pittsburgh. I would like to also never remember that. Thanks, Parker. <laughs> yeah. So go for it. Let's make it run. Let's get this shot. What if they win two out of three in Boston? Like, that's not an easy place to win two or three. This conversation looks a lot more interesting at that point. Oh, 100%. Homer Bailey. <laughs> Homer Bailey. Oh, God. That's a good one, too. I'm all for Andrew Rabbit. All for Andrew Rabbit being, being coming to the big league roster at some point this year. What are, what are your thoughts on what you've seen from Williamson so far? I like him. Um, I do think he's getting away with stuff. I do definitely think he's having a little luck. Um, but I do think he's, you know, I think he's shown like he has pitching talent. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yesterday, I, like I said, yesterday was just bound to happen. You know, it's, he's, he's only a third big league start. And I know the Cubs are terrible as far as record wise. But, you know, if you look at their lineup, their lineup's not bad. No. Um, I don't know why they're not winning legitimately. I just, I'm shocked at how bad they are, but excuse me, too much Coke zero <laughs> Coke zero fuels the episode, but they don't sponsor us. But if they want to sponsor us, we'll put their <laughs> banner up. Um, so Chapman's intro was overrated. Brandon, no way. Were you at those games when it's like they had nine strikeouts and they were like two strikeouts away from pizza and a roll just came in. Like that was the best. Yeah, that, was, that awesome. was definitely fun. Big question is what free Sean. Sean, are you talking about Sonny Gray or Josiah Gray? Because Josiah Gray has not been too bad actually in Washington. No. He, hasn't he really hasn't. Is he one of your prize picks, guys? Are you, are you have you used, are you using him in prize picks? I haven't bet on him now. I've never bet on him. Who are the Reds guys that people? So tell our listeners since Par- Parker's really big in the prize picks. So if you check out Fields Focus, by the way, um, who are the Reds guys that we should be prize picking? Um, a lot of times, like when it comes to gambling, it's a lot better to go for pitching props over hitter props. And honestly, the only person that really ever has much good value is Hunter Green, because like 
of Reds players wise because hitter props are just always really random and it's really hard to predict like a hitter like they're going over their fantasy score or whatever but like Hunter Green his strikeouts like yesterday I took him over it was seven was his line seven strikeouts he got 11 like he's he's a guy I bet on a lot from the Reds outside of that I really don't bet on uh too many Reds that much just because um I'll bet on Lodolo but outside of that not much because Ashcraft's just you know, his strikeouts are random. He might have one strikeout, one start. Like, it's just inconsistent on him with that. Yeah. So, Sean's talking about maybe signing uh, Sonny Gray instead of Josiah Gray. And if that comes open, I would love to have him back. Loved having him here. One of my favorite, favorite pitchers the Reds have ever had. All right, Brandon says it was, his entry was underrated. Okay. I'm just making sure because <laughs> with that Rage Against the Machine hit, and you saw the gate swing open like it was a freaking pro wrestler coming out. Like that was different. It was exactly. Different. It was fun. All right. So let's get to the week coming up uh, before we get out of here. And so some fun matchups this week. Um, we got, you know, the three games set in Boston at Fenway. I, I love the balance. I didn't think I would like the balance schedule. I actually really like it. Um, you know, I like less division games. You get to have more chances like this. Um. Yeah, so Sonny Gray right now, 1.82 ERA, 1.196 whip. I would take that any day of the week. (laughs) Like I said, I love Sonny. Absolutely love Sonny. Thought he did wonders for this team. Like that Sonny Castillo, that guy season, you know, that one um, was really fun when those three were your top three, top three of your rotation. And the shortened season, they made the playoffs because of those three. Um, Bad. Who's our four and five then? DiSclafani? DiSclafani. And who's uh, the fifth? Michael Lorenzen did some little starting at that time. Yeah. There was a few guys that kind of came in and out there. I can't think. That last that that last month in 2020 was so fun. I yeah. know it was a shortened season. But again, I'll never take a Reds playoff team for granted ever again. Mm-mm. Never. Tyler Malley. Duh. How can I forget Tyler Malley? Yeah, but yeah, he was he was the fifth back then. Though that was before he really became like Tyler Malley, like really good pitcher. That was when the next yeah, year, last year was his first real or twenty twenty one was his first really good season. They, that twenty twenty one team was fun. They were fun. They were really they fun. weren't great. They were good, but they weren't great. But they were fun. That sweep in uh, St. Louis when Jesse Winker, Sean. We don't we don't say his name. He's uh he's passed this on. Uh, <laughs> that guy that I'm referring to, he won the Cy Young that year. <laughs> um, but the sweep in St. Louis when Jesse Winker had the Sunday afternoon, where he had three homers, was so freaking awesome. It was such a great great weekend. Um, that was so fun. So this week coming up, you got some really good, some fun matchups actually in this Red Sox series. So Ben Lively against Brian Bello. Brian Bellow is a kid I like a lot for the Red Sox, so I think has a really bright future. Um, Luke Weaver against James Paxton, the battle of the five ERAs. Remember when James Paxton was that dude in Seattle? Yeah. Like, he was really good. Um, and then Thursday, you've got Hunter Green going against Chris Sale. It's like Hunter Green is, like, getting matched up against, like, all the legends. Like, he had Justin Verlander earlier in the year. He's got Chris Sale now. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And check this out. So Friday, you got Brandon Williamson going against Corbin Burns. Love, love that matchup. Um, Graham Ashcraft against Colin Rea. Ben Lively against Adrian Hauser. I know normally I put Monday for the next, for the, I don't put two, the two Mondays on there, but since it's a four game set, I didn't listen. 
Julio Tehran is pitching for the Brewers. Did you know this? Uh, I saw that just now. <laughs> I had no clue. That. Yeah, I know that's what I pay attention to a lot of what's going on. Had no clue. I forgot he he missed all of last year. I don't know if he was injured. He missed or he a like, lot of time. Yeah, like I, he's only thirty two years old. Really? I know, right? I thought you seems know, like he's about forty two. Right. But... He came up when he was really young. He was really good in Atlanta. Um, oh, is that? Ha- I I have to look. So the Dodgers series, he's got to pitch against them. So he's got to pitch against. When the Dodgers go to tell Hunter Green's going to have to pitch against Clayton Kershaw, right? It has to keep it going. It has to happen. Yeah. So Sydney said Julio Terrell was in AAA. He wasn't hurt. He just sucked. <laughs> okay. That's funny. There I like that. Um, so this is going to be a, like that four game Brewers set is going to be so fun and so big. So Friday, you've got the five o'clock game, the Zach Brown band concert. Uh, I'm trying to swing tickets for that still. I'm going to try to go to the game. I'll probably leave before the concert. I'm not going to lie to you um, because I don't care about Zach Brown band. I know it's some people's thing. That's great. Uh, Saturday, you got the Joey Votto bobblehead. I wish he was in the lineup, but still. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Sunday, you get the team poster. I don't know if they have anything going on Monday or not, but uh, I'm going to try to make one of these games. Can we talk about how weird the scheduling is there? I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a series. It's rare. Go towards Monday. Yeah, it's like, rare. Uh, that's weird. They've had them here and there, uh, but it's not often. I just probably wasn't paying attention, but like, uh, yeah, that's so weird to me that, that it's going through. I thought you just misspoke earlier when you said that. I yeah. was like, when I saw you pull up the graphic, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was more shocked that Julio Tehran was uh, pitching. Oh, yeah, we got the baseball card giveaway on Friday as well. Sydney, the season ticket holder. So clutch with all of her info she brings us in the show every week. I appreciate her so much. Uh, I got to get her, I guess, in her prize out still for late night reg trivia. I've been putting it together. I've been putting a big one together because Sydney's been a fan for all three years we've had the show. So I was putting something together real nice. That's appreciation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, folks, with that being said, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of Late Night Reds. As always, if you want to be part of the family, Please go sign up for the, go to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash overfrontcincy. Join our Slack channel and listen to us talk about weird shit and the Reds. Sometimes the weird shit are the Reds, but you know, be that as it may. Um, keep an eye out on if you're not following Chad's uh, Slack, his, uh, his newsletter, his stack. It's really good. Has a really, really good piece this week about Reggie Sanders being the biggest snub in the Reds Hall of Fame. We're going to keep this rolling for you guys. I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you're having a lot of fun. Enjoy the week, and we'll see you then time. Go Reds. See you guys.